بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآل الطيبين الطاهرين We've been studying the position of karama or honor and dignity in Islamic ethics. And after talking about this concept as a quality of God, then quality of some creatures like angels, like inhabitants of heaven, like angels. Then we said there are some human beings in this world who have this quality of honor and karama. And then based on the hadith, we mentioned some of their characteristics. So far we have mentioned few. The remaining ones are as follows. The people who have honor and dignity, they don't ex expect from other people that much. You know, we have this concept of tama. Tama means to have expectation from people in the sense which is not justified. Sometimes we have good expectations, but here I mean, for example, you may have a very rich, I don't know, relative, a very rich friend, okay? You shouldn't expect that person to give his money to you. It is good for him to give it to you, okay? But you should not expect, say, why he is not giving me? And sometimes, because of this tama and expectation, sometimes we may also do bad things. For example, if he doesn't give us, then we backbite him. Or if he gives us, we may... Uh, you know, flatter him, or we may, for example, uh, you know, give him lots of credit that he doesn't deserve. Just because he has been generous with me, okay, then I praise him too much. Uh, one of the things that in our hadith uh, we find that can give you good relation with people is qat tama' You should stop expecting from people's possessions coming to you. You should not expect. Okay? Uh, there was a time that in Najaf there was difficulty and I think it was after uh, you know, constitutional revolution and, you know, ulama of Najaf had different views about this issue. So uh, there was not a very easy situation and there were some financial difficulties. So sometimes ulama were not able, maraj were not able to give shahriya to the students. And, you know, it's very difficult for 
Maharaja, you know, not to be able to support the students. So once a person took some money to one of Maharaja, when he was with his uh, students, you know, like circle of Dars Kharaj. And he was thinking that by taking this money and giving in front of, you know, everyone to Alam, that Alam would be, you know, very pleased and, you know, thank him. But the Alam said, I don't need your money. He insisted, he said no. Maybe there was something wrong in his intention, whatever. So he said no, although he was in need. And then he said, your students, what about your students? He said, it's up to them. And none of the students took any money. This is very good. This shows that not only he himself, but his students had that honor that although they were in need, but they didn't touch that money because it was not something, you know, with pure intention. So it's very important for us not to have expectation from people, not to request people, you know, to help us, or even if it is not spoken. There are, for example, people whose parents are very, maybe rich, okay? But they, children should not expect parents to give them all the things. Sometimes it's not good, actually. They become lazy. It's better they can work hard. I'm not saying that we don't ask anyone for help. I'm saying just we have to be careful to keep our dignity and honor. So, there is a hadith which says, as it is in Nahjul Balagh, in one of the wise sayings of Amirul Mu'mineen, Azra binafsihi manistashara tama. Whoever starts developing tama means having this kind of expectation from people, he has humiliated himself. Because of this tama, you start praising people who are not good. Yeah? Many of these, you know, unjust rulers and leaders, they have around them lots of people who are just there because of tama. Because they want money, they want position. So these people are there for tama. So if you start developing tama, estash'ara, it's a beautiful term. Estash'ara comes from sha'ar. Sha'ar means hair. Okay, sha'ar is the dress which is like, you know, underwear, touches your hair. Estash'ara means you start developing. You sense it, you feel it with your skin. Okay, it's something like a dress. Estash'ara tama. So a person who is honorable would depend on his uh, position, efforts, and would not expect from other people. Another thing is not to be 
backbiting people. You may think, what is the relation? <coughs> Honor and dignity of one person, what the relation it has with not backbiting another person. But from our hadith, we can understand. And if we think ourselves, also we can understand. A person who is honorable is very careful about honor of other people. Who can give you, a, for example, dirty glass or dirty, I don't know, for example, plate to eat or drink? A person who is not for himself is concerned about health. Yeah? If a person himself is very careful, would not then give other people dirty plate, for example. A person who is very careful about his honor would not damage honor and reputation of other people. Only people who are mean and weak in their personality, in their character, and they are not capable, they do ghaybah. Our hadith says, Al-ghibatu juhdul ajiz. Al-ghibatu juhdul ajiz. Backbiting is the maximum effort of a person who is not capable, not competent. Someone who is incompetent, he cannot improve himself. He has no ability to gain attention of people, popularity. The only way for him to go up is to bring other people down. Yeah? So if you have honor, you don't need to do these things. Once I think I told you this issue that if you look at many of these moral issues, you see it's not really a matter of religion. Religion is there to help us. Otherwise, if you have a good character, it's enough to avoid committing sins or telling lies or, I don't know, harming people, becoming jealous. If you have good character, if you are brought up well, many of these things we don't do. Unfortunately, because sometimes we are not brought up properly, we have not developed good character, so it's only by using the force of religion that we stop doing these bad things. For example, if we do ghaybah, oh, all our a'mal will be given to the other person, for example, or all his sins come to us. Okay? This is the last resort to stop people committing sin because of the punishment. But if we are brought up properly, if we have developed our character properly, we should not have even little interest in doing ghaybah. Yeah? This is very important. So our focus in our education and upbringing should be developing good character so that we automatically refrain from anything which is mean, anything which is bad, which is immoral. Okay? 
Now I want to mention few characteristics of the people who have honor very quickly. And then inshallah, if we have time, maybe this week or next week, we talk about how we can develop an honorable character. Here I am using some hadith and also some of the ideas of the psychologists. The people who have honor, if you want to summarize what we have said and also use from psychology, we can say the people who have this honor in themselves, this dignity, first of all, they have self-respect. To have self-respect is very important. You remember we had this hadith, If someone doesn't have respect for himself, don't feel safe from bad things coming to you. Okay? Self-respect is very important. And self-respect is different from self-admiration. Self-admiration is ujb. That's destructive. But self-respect is different. Do you understand the difference between self-admiration and self-respect? These are two different things. So they have self-respect. They have no exaggerated idea about themselves. It's not that they think they are very important, they are great, they are better than other people, they are superior to other people. But at the same time, they don't feel inferior to other people. They don't feel that I am useless. I am, you know, not able to do anything. Everyone is better than me. Again, it's important to draw a line between these two. Not to feel superior to other people. Imam Raza salam said, من يرى أن له على الآخرة فضلا فهو من المستكبرين. If someone sees that he has privilege over another person, he's better than another person, he is one of the mustakbirin. He's arrogant. Okay. So if I say I am better than you, this is arrogance. But on the other hand, I should not say I am useless. There is a difference between humbleness and being having no value in yourself or feeling that you have no value, feeling you have no you know, capability. You become hopeless, you become despaired. Okay? So there is very fine line here. So those who have honor, they have respect for themselves without being arrogant. They are humble without being feeling inferior or feeling useless, okay? The people who have honor, they have always hope. This is very important. One of the, I think, good qualities of mu'min is that mu'min is always hopeful. 
Mormon is always optimistic. Yeah? Because when you believe in God and the creation of God and that God's hands are completely open, okay, why you should become hopeless? The reason we become hopeless is either because I am myself useless <laughs> or I don't believe that God can overcome all the satanic powers. Otherwise, we have to be always hopeful and always optimistic. One of the greatest weapons of shaitan is despair. Yeah? So always be hopeful. Of course, realistic, not that you, know, you don't do anything and you are hopeful. You don't study and say, I'm hopeful that I get A. <laughs> Amir al-Mu'minin said, لا تكن ممن يرجو الآخرة بغير عمل. Don't be one of the people who have hope of akhirah without doing anything. You cannot become alim without studying, without mubahisa. Okay? Especially mubahisa. <laughs> so, even being hopeful has some, you know, etiquette. So, mu'min has to be always hopeful. A person who has honor is always hopeful and has good idea about future. You should have in the same line great ambitions. You know, when you grow in your heart, then your ambitions should also grow. Yeah? What is the maximum ambition of a child? Maybe a bar of chocolate. Yeah? Then it becomes a toy. Then it becomes a bicycle. Then it becomes, I don't know, a car. Okay? Then it becomes a house. For some people, it's only in this line that it goes growing. Only something from dunya. But for us, we should grow vertically. Okay? So, mu'min should have very high and great ambitions. One of uh, ulama said, before revolution, I was in the shrine of Imam Raza salam, and I prayed to Allah, please enable me to teach all Iranians. Before revolution, for an alim to teach all Iranians was impossible. Yeah? Because you didn't have TV, radio for ulama. Okay? An alim maximum could go to a mosque. And maybe, for example, I don't know. There, there were also some, uh, you know, tape cassettes. But not more than a few thousand people. So he said, when I made this dua, then I laughed at myself. It's too ambitious. But then, alhamdulillah, he became a person that is now all the, you know, all the, these years after revolution, every week he teaches, you know, on TV and he has really taught all Iranians and maybe non, many non-Iranians. Sheikh Qiraati. Yes. Yeah. So this is ambition in dua. And I think it was Allah who put in his heart this dua otherwise this dua i don't think comes from himself because he laughed himself later so you have to be very ambitious 
And now for you, your ambition should be more than teaching one nation. Your ambition must be, inshallah, to teach all nations. Okay? And not only this generation. All generations. So say to Allah, inshallah, enable me to teach good things to all humanity from now till end of dunya. Inshallah. This is your, inshallah, ambition. And based on this, you know how much you have to study then. <laughs> it has to be realistic. So, the person who has honor has high ambitions. Another characteristic which is understandable from the hadith we said already and psychologists also mention is that the people who have self-respect, they have you know, honor inside themselves, they respect other people and they are able to have good relations with other people. You know, in society, we need to have good relation and maintain good relation with other people. If you are not dignified in your character, if you are not, you know, respectful to yourself, and if you are, you know, hopeless or, you know, suspicious, if you have negative view about the world, about people, okay, then you cannot have good relation with people. Either you become very negative and critical of everyone, or sometimes you be following other people and imitating other people. You cannot maintain balance. One of the things that Pharaoh, for example, was doing was what? He was humiliating people so that they follow him and actually like worship him okay so we have to have this honor so that we can have respect for other people and maintain good relation with other people another characteristic of the people who have honor is that they have sympathy they have sympathy when other people are in pain, when other people have difficulties. A person who is Karim cannot be indifferent. Okay? When you see an orphan suffers, when you see a widow is suffering, when you see, I don't know, refugees suffering, you cannot just relax and be indifferent. The people who are honorable have sympathy, have concern, have care for other people. Okay? The people who are honorable, they are patient. You remember we had this before. They are patient. They can face challenges and remain hopeful active, persistent. Amir al-Mu'mini says, Al-Karamu husnul istibar. Karam is to have good patience. 
Another important quality of the people who have honor is they don't believe that ends justify means. Okay? An honorable person for success would not use bad and immoral means. The people who are not honorable, they just think this is what I want to achieve no matter what is the method, what is the means that I'm using. But an honorable person has some protocols, some manners, some etiquettes. The people who are honorable, they have a strong sense of responsibility. They feel responsible for their own well-being and also for the well-being of the society because they feel responsible towards the society, towards other people. Another thing which is beautiful is the people who have honor in themselves, they are not afraid of being alone. And actually they welcome to be alone sometimes. When there is nothing valuable inside, you are afraid of being alone. Yeah? Because when you are left to yourself, then there is nothing to enjoy. So we have to either switch on TV or radio or speak to someone because we don't want to be alone with ourselves. But if you have self-respect, if you have honor, then to be alone is not a bad thing. So this is also one good thing to measure yourself. The people who are honorable are free thinkers. And they are working for freedom. Because you remember one of the important aspects of honor is not to be enslaved. Do not let other people enslave you and you do not let other people enslave other people. Yeah? Because nothing like serving another person, another human being, can humiliate a human being. Fairness is very important. We have already several times, I think, talked about fairness and self. It's very important. Those who are honorable do not easily get worried or stressed. Do you know who gets easily worried? The one who feels weak and vulnerable and thinks that anytime he may lose, he may be defeated. You know, if I am not a very capable teacher, for example, or a speaker, I am very worried about those who ask questions. Yeah? And when few people, you know, raise their hand, I become nervous. These people are going to challenge me. And people will realize that, yeah? But if you are capable and confident, when people raise their hand, you become happy. Alhamdulillah, they are following up. Maybe they ask good questions. Maybe based on the question, good ideas can be discussed. 
So the same thing that can make someone worried can make a person who is strong happy. Yeah? So some people with criticism, they become angry. Some people with criticism become happy. So this is also very important. They have, this is also a very important point. They have an independent character, but not arrogant or not being rebellious. You know, it's difficult again to draw line between being independent and being someone who doesn't accept anything and doesn't learn from other people and doesn't you know show appreciation of what other people have some people they think they are independent but indeed they are rebellious against everything and everyone but on the other hand there are people who think they don't want to be rebellious but they have become fully obedient this is not also good so you have to be independent in the sense that you decide what to do, what to believe, whom to follow. Okay, you decide. But you don't feel bad to learn from people. You don't feel bad if you find someone is more advanced and you benefit from. This is very difficult to find the balance. Okay? I don't let any person to become... Like God, na'uzubillah, for me. You know, because unfortunately sometimes even some religious people, they so much fall in love with, for example, a sheikh or a teacher or a spiritual guide that it's as if Allah has only created this person and no one else in the world, you know, knows anything. It's only this person. And then they follow him without any kind of, you know, um, distinction, you know, discern. This is not good. You have to be independent. But at the same time, to be independent doesn't mean that you say, I don't want to learn or, you know, I know better than anyone. No, you are very humble. You can learn even from a child. Yeah, even a child, if he says something good, you have to accept let alone ulama who have spent their life in studies. So, you learn from all ulama, from all people, but you don't focus only on one person and close your mind. So, the balance is very important. So, this independence and at the same time, openness to other people's opinion is very important it's like you know a state if you have a state a country that is fully controlled by another country this is bad at the same time if a country closes all the borders and all its doors and doesn't accept anything from any country and doesn't do any exchange this is also bad so you have to open the doors to other people, other countries, but at the same time remain in control. You decide what to give and what to take. 
You have no hesitation to take anything which is good. Okay? No hesitation to take anything which is good, but you control. This is important. Okay, now I mentioned some of the things that, inshallah, we can do for developing this uh, quality of honoring ourselves in our trainee. And I don't discuss about the negative uh, outcomes of having no honor. Because by comparison, I think you can understand, so there is no need to spend time there are many things that uh, psychologists mention that come as outcomes of having no that self uh, respect i mentioned one point today and inshallah we continue next week for us it's not always possible to change the world outside. For example, you cannot change your family. You cannot change, I don't know, your ethnicity. You cannot change maybe your country, your citizenship, your nationality. Maybe you, for some people, they cannot even change their house <laughs> and neighborhood. Yeah? So it's not that you can change everything around you as you want. So if you want to build success and gain success, your focus should be on changing the world inside. If I cannot change the world outside, but I can change the world inside because here I have, alhamdulillah, control. Allah has given me control over myself. And it's beautiful that whatever can define our happiness is in our own hand no one can force you to be bad person to be kafir to be i don't know immoral yeah no one it's up to you no one has any control even if they kill you even if they put you in prison they cannot take away your iman or your good akhlaq unless you yourself Give in. That's another issue. Unless you cooperate with them. But if you want to resist, the more they pressurize you, the stronger they become. Okay? Ma zadahum illa imanan wa taslima. The difficulties increase their submission to God. So, in order to change the world inside ourselves i'm not saying we cannot change the world outside but i'm saying it's not always possible especially for the people who are not very equipped with knowledge with i don't know resources with you know manpower maybe they cannot bring that big change but the world inside we can change it a lot one of the things that we have to do is to have proper understanding of ourselves ma'rifatun nafs 
to know yourself. This is very important. We think the world outside us is very big. Yes, it is big. But the world inside us is bigger. Because outside is only the world of physics that you see. The world inside is connected to the malakut. Because inside us there is a window to the world of the spirits, to the malakut. Okay? So although we are very little, if you look at our body, it's very little. But from this little window, you are connected to unlimited world. أَتَذْعَمُ إِنَّكَ جِرْمٌ صَغِيرٌ وَفِيكَ انْتَوَى الْعَالَمُ الْأَكْبَرُ Do you think you are a little mass? While in you there is greater world. So the world inside us is greater than the world outside. If we know ourselves, if we know how much Allah has invested in each of us, yeah, Allah has invested in us that much that no person is using 100% of the capital which is there. I don't think even people use 10% of the capital which is there. And then they expect more. You have not yet used 90%. Why you want more? You know, sometimes this example helps. When people complain, for example, why some people have been given more opportunities, more light. So this example is helpful. We are different containers. Okay? And Allah has put in each of us some light. Depending on our capacity. But none of us have really used and utilized 100% of the capacity that we have. So if you have not yet used your 100% of capacity, why you are saying someone else has more capacity? You know? So I give a person, for example, a note of 10 pounds, another person 50 pounds. He ha the one who has been given 10 pounds has used only one pound. And he says, why you didn't give me 50 pounds? You still have nine pounds not used. What's the point? At least now you are not responsible for the f extra 40. Because every person, Yeah, you will be asked about the blessing that Allah has given you. So it's barakah for you that you have been given less. If you use all your 10 pounds, then you can tell me why you didn't give me 50 pounds. Okay? And of course, everyone, if they use 10 pounds, it will be added to their credit. If you use it, it becomes more. But no one actually is using everything that Allah has given him or her. So, a very important step for developing a sound and balanced understanding of ourselves is nafs, to know how much Allah has invested in us 
to know how important it is that despite Allah having many, many, many angels who are muqarrabun, Allah chose human beings to be his vicegerents. Despite the fact that we have limitations. When the angels, you know, said to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, You see only the negative side. These human beings, they have something that you don't have. And it was not only a matter of Adam, if, because it was a matter of Adam, there was no point of saying that they shed blood and they do mischief. They realized that this is going to continue. So every human being has the potential of being vicegerent of God. So if we know how much Allah has put in us, then we will not be developing negative you know, image of ourselves. And we will not be easily pleased with little things in dunya. Okay? So the more you know about yourself is the more, you know, uh, successful you become. And this is why the hadith says, Ma'arifatun nafs anfa'ul ma'arif. is the most beneficial knowledge. Ma'arifatun nafs. Because it leads also to Ma'arifatullah. Man arafa nafsahu faqad arafa rabbahu. In addition to the general Ma'arifatun nafs, each of us also has to know his or her particular points of strength, talents. Yeah? So there is something general between all of us, which is a lot. But in addition to that, everyone should also study what he or she can do in a very you know, good way, maybe better than other things that he or she can do, or maybe better than other people who can do the same thing. Okay? There is something that I can do better other things, and I can do better than other people doing the same thing. So if you find out those things, many people who became you know, great scholars, scientists, leaders, if you read their history, there was a time in their life that they were not very actually successful. But then after some incidents, they realized that there is something there in them, you know, some talents. And then they invested on that and they became successful. Even some of the big, you know, scientists, they had difficulty in passing, you know, their school, you know, exams. Some people thought they are maybe not intelligent. So, even, you know, some of ulama, for example, you know, one of great ulama, he had to study all the first seven years of Hose again. He became a great alim, but he studied all the seven years again. So, sometimes, because of different reasons, you are not able to see any success. But you shouldn't give up. You should review and find maybe there is something 
either you do it again or maybe something that you didn't try and you can try it. And if you have good murabbi, good educator around, can put you in the right direction. That you are good in this. You are good in another, for example, thing. So, ma'rifatun nafs. And also knowing more about your own skills, talents, or maybe shortcomings and problems. Inshallah, we continue this discussion next week. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alam.